welcome back to the show. Welcome to the uh, Drunk Turkey Show. It's the morning show. And because of the morning and work schedules and things of that nature, it's just me this morning. Uh, Big Blue and, and Jaime are, are off together at work. I'm not sure if you guys knew that or not. Uh, still no sound? Let me see. Big Blue and, and Jaime are I hear myself on mine. You might need to pull back out and come back in. Uh, <clears throat> well, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the uh, Gigli... Gil- <laughs> I get it confused with the Giglio. The uh, Long Island serial killer Rex Huberman case. Uh, this is a uh, case that initially occurred, or a lot of these um, murders occurred uh, 10 years ago or so, a little over 10 years ago. He just got caught. He's been under investigation, it seems like, for a little bit over a year, around a year. And um, there's been an arrest. And here recently, there was um, some, well, there's quite a bit of um, evidence that was taken from his residence. I believe we um, have a couple of clips that we're going to be looking into today. And in one of them, I believe it is the uh, press conference as well. And so there it is. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Oh, man. I don't even know if this is going to work. Oh, there it comes. So yesterday. Um, all right, cool. I'll let, I'll keep an eye out because I know that happens. Just me. She says, Daniel, if you're alone, <laughs> check the. Uh, uh, well, telling us if you're muted. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> um, so this is a press conference uh, referencing the wrap up of the search of the uh, Gilgo Beach um, murder suspect Rex Huberman's home. Apparently, there's been a lot of speculation whether there was uh, human remains found. There was a vault, not a soundproof. Well, to uh, at least, I don't think it's been proven that it's soundproof. Um, vault area where that held a numerous amount of weapons. Um, no indication from my understanding that any of the crimes were committed at his residence, but it does seem like there could be quite a bit of evidence. We got a, a few pictures that we're going to be looking at and um, uh, of, of everything that occurred. Let's, let's start off with this press conference first. Here we have reached an end to uh, the search of the, the Gilgo house. We're going to we're going to be pulling out shortly. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank members, uh, men and women of the Suffolk County Crime Lab. That was very difficult, painstaking work uh, that they accomplished, and they did, a, they did a tremendous job. I also want to thank, of course, our partners with the Suffolk County Police Department, New York State Police, Suffolk County Sheriff's Office, and, and FBI, um, who, all of whom uh, participated in one, one way or the other uh, with regard to the, to the search. Um, you know, I really, I, other than that, I don't have any... Uh, I don't have anything else to say, but I'm, I'm more than willing to take questions. Anybody have questions? So there's no, uh, I don't I believe at this time that we can say uh, one way or the other, either um, evidence evidence does not point either one way or the other. Uh, I would I would say that we we have obtained a massive amount of, of uh, material, which all of which has to be cataloged and, and uh, analyzed, and it's going to take uh, quite some time. So just a quick follow-up. If a victim's DNA turns up on material in the house, um, so I'm not going to talk about what ifs, but, but with regard to what, if anything was recovered, it's going to be, it's not uh, like TV. It's going to be a while for the, uh, the analysts to do their job. Now it goes from, it goes from here to trace section and then to the, the if appropriate, the DNA section. So that's. 
So what I take from that statement right there is that they didn't find anything that leads them to believe that something occurred there. Obviously, there wasn't anything obvious, like, for instance, um, bloodstained carpet, things like that. Uh, there could be hair, there could be touch DNA, transfer DNA, things of that nature. Could that mean, or does that mean that um, a crime could have been committed there? Maybe, maybe not. There's no, you know, nothing obvious at this point that would indicate that um, even, you know, that there was ever a person uh, or one of these victims ever at his house. Now, it sounds like they do have evidence that they're going to be testing that could indicate that that may be the indication but they're not sure yet they're not sure yet. so what if and anything correct that's a that's a process yesterday the police commissioner said that the search was fruitful can you elaborate on any of the potential evidence came from here? I, I think what he's referring to is the amount of evidence uh which which is quite a lot uh and now it's up to the job of the task force uh to go through that evidence and we, you know we we that's a process and we need to do we need to do that process but uh, we won't know yeah, exactly uh, what we have for, for quite some time, because just given the sheer volume of, of um, evidence that was, was, was taken. I can tell you that, uh, you know, there were there was ground piercing uh, um, uh, technology used in the backyard uh, and there uh, specifically there was there, there was nothing uh, of note um, of taken from the backyard. Uh, as far as remains, uh, you know, there are there is a, a whole entire trace analysis that has to has to we have to go through with the house uh, with regard to hair fibers, DNA, blood, uh, which you know we'll, we'll just have to await the results on. So they don't believe that any of the uh, items that were removed from the backyard were human remains, um, and or of significance to the case. So it doesn't sound uh, they're going to be taking whatever they did find or you know excavated out of their backyard. They're going to take it for analysis and do their due diligence on it. But it doesn't sound like uh, anything came out of the excavation aspect out of uh, digging up the ground there. You know, I, I think that uh, by the sound of the vault, by the sound of the house being that it was so cluttered, it does sound like a bulk of the evidence is probably going to be inside of those areas. Um, and we got several pictures of the areas and and uh, or, or pictures of the evidence or some of the evidence that was coming out of the house going into um into a truck and you know we'll be able to go over a few of those here in a, here in a bit let's continue with this for a little bit more we're not going to watch the entire thing i just wanted to go through some of the parts where um you know this investigator was uh, debunking some of the rumors that were out there that there was a soundproof you know vault uh, there was a vault doesn't to them. They're not describing it as soundproof. Uh, it had a bunch of, you know, weapons in there. It doesn't seem, um, it was very cluttered. Uh, they don't know whether or not it was used for anything nefarious, um, at this point, but it was very cluttered, similar to what the house was. Um, the, it, the house in, in general was cluttered, uh, and there were a, a lot of, of guns uh, uh, taken from that, the, the, the house. The defendant had uh, 92 handgun permits. Uh, in addition to handguns, yeah, he had quite a few uh, long guns as well. Uh, we, there's a number of, of locations which, which we searched, um, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep that to, to ourselves for now. Okay, this is an actual database that the suspect DNA 
likely was entered into the National Database State Database. Is there any hit with any other unsolved case so far? So, um, you know, with regard to state and, and, and uh, national DNA databases, uh, there are specific rules with that um, under New York and, and federal law. Um, so, uh, you know, usually that only happens when you have a convicted uh, person who's convicted of a crime. Um, so uh, as far as specifically the database, uh, his DNA has not been entered in that database. What, what, there any, what about the evidence of you know, we're gonna we're going we're going to, to wait. I mean, I think everyone wanted that, that you know that 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 um, uh, singular piece of evidence. But uh, you know, we're gonna wait until we see, we, we see all the evidence. But uh, I don't think there's anything one thing that really jumps out at us at, at this at this uh, juncture. I'm sorry. Um, you know, we're we're uh, our investigation. Uh, you know, uh, focused on uh, the Gilgo Four. Uh, we're we're going to continue to investigate that case uh, um, and um, uh, prepare that case for trial. And we have uh, our investigation now has become public, obviously, and uh, also it's broadened. So we're going to look at at the other uh, instances where where bodies were recovered uh, in that area as well. Investigation is continuing with regard to Maureen Brainerd Barnes, uh, as well as as uh, other aspects of the case, uh, and that's that's being done in the grand jury uh, or through the grand jury process. So I, I can't uh, talk about that more than that. All right. So you know, the rest of this stuff is is referencing whether or not he's been, you know, um, if he's looked at in other crimes, which I'm fairly positive that he is. Um, you know, he had property in a bunch of different areas. Uh, I'm fairly positive that those law enforcement officers are going to be looking at in the uh, nearby area in South Carolina, Vegas area for, you know, uh, similar MO type of uh, situations where uh, crimes were committed similar to these. And I wouldn't be surprised if they find some stuff. Uh, let's look at another press conference. Hopefully it works. We'll see. Because this is what it did to to myself and I'm in Big Blue yesterday. Um, it would push me off to the side, but not share the screen. Uh, if it doesn't share the screen, that's going to be horrible. <clears throat> Let me know if you guys, maybe you guys can see it. Because it just looks, there it is. All right, I apologize for that, but let's, let's continue. Uh, there is a vault. Uh, we secured uh, numerous amount of guns. Suffolk County's police commissioner separating fact from fiction in the Gilgo Beach murder investigation. We discussed three shocking items police have found so far. Introducing the next generation of pepper spray. Meet Pomp, a new maximum strength self- Welcome to Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. Police spent the weekend searching the backyard of accused Gilgo Beach serial killer Rex Huerman. They brought in excavators to help in the search as they- So this is an image of um, the excavation work that they were doing. Uh, I thought this was the, uh, oh yeah, it is. The press conference is a little bit further. Um, some of the excavation work that they were doing, you can see an open, um, I guess, basement, uh, outdoor um, entrance to a basement area here. Uh, there's other images prior to the clearing out of this property where it showed a very, very um, clustered area uh, back there. Let me uh, fast forward it till we get to the part where he's talking. The uh, uh, Green Avalanche in, in 2010, uh, I, I will say that we uh, came about that information uh, 
maybe a couple years ago, uh, but uh, we were unable to attach it to uh, the Massapequa box, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison described the search as fruitful. Hureman is being held. Okay. I'm just going to not pull the uh, the video down from here. Let me close this one. So this is some drone footage. This is from JLR Investigates, Jonathan Lee, Jonathan Lee Riches. Um, he does a lot of boots on the ground. He put out the video of the uh, drone footage, uh, some police work that was being worked on just the other day. Go subscribe to him if you're not. He does really good work putting out this type of stuff there. You know, one thing that I take from this video here is, I mean, you you look at what these um, forensic officers are wearing, hazmat style suits, booties, hairnets, gloves. I mean, you have this guy out here who's not wearing anything like that. You got a couple of people up here in the top. But I assume that these are people that are probably are just, you know, stationary to the exterior of, of the building and that these uh, individuals here are handling key pieces of information and are going inside of the building. Now, that's something that we didn't see very clearly when it came to Idaho. There are pictures that are out there that show a police officer inside of the of the kitchen looking out of the glass door with no booty, uh, no booties on his feet uh, or shoes, uh, no gloves, nothing, just in normal uniform attire. And so, you know, I think there is a little bit of a difference uh, in the in the way this case is being presented, being done, uh, being investigated compared to, for instance, Moscow. And, and I think I think the size of the department and experience in these type of crimes uh, plays a big role in that. And also the fact that um, these officers here and this investigation task force for the Long Island serial killers, probably one that is, um, it's been ongoing for a few years. Idaho, they didn't have the luxury of investigating this case for several years. They, they got a name, they figured out who it was pretty quickly and, and made an arrest. And so I think that also plays a, a role as far as why they're different, but I will also indicate that in this case here against Rex Humerman, that the law enforcement and prosecution are are showing their hand in a lot of stuff. I mean, the the evidence against them is, in my opinion, pretty thick. And you know, does it all need to be out there? You know, if this case was being investigated in a similar fashion to, you know, Brian Koberger's case, I feel that a lot of that information wouldn't have been out there. And maybe perhaps given his high profile, you know, job, his um, education, his, um, you know, his emphasis on innocence when, you know, he was crying to his lawyer saying he didn't do this, that if they were to not disclose as much evidence had they done, there's a possibility of people thinking that maybe perhaps Rex didn't commit this crime because of those things that I had mentioned, because those are similar things that are being mentioned in the Coburger case. You know, he's a PhD student who couldn't have done this. He had a bright future ahead of him. He couldn't have done this. You know, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. And yet if there was, for instance, some of the evidence that was being released out there, like maybe perhaps if he searched anything or had some 
you know, red flags that were coming out, I think there would be a lot less speculation out there, be a lot less fandom and a lot less, um, you know, misinformation that's going on. And, you know, because people are putting their own, you know, connecting their own dots to things and some of it's right, some of it's not so accurate. And so, um, you know, we've done that ourselves. You know, I'll look in the mirror first. And so, uh, you know, if there was more information that was out there and preview to the public and that in, the, in that case, in my opinion, then you're probably not getting as much misinformation and stuff. And so I think maybe maybe one thing is, you know, a domino to another. Maybe perhaps um, these individuals, these officers investigating this case, see what's going on or what has gone on in, in Idaho. And have decided to be more open about it and not fall under the same mistakes that Idaho has done. If that makes any sense. Uh, let's continue to watch this. It's about over. <laughs> An officer's looking up like, Like, should that be there? It's a little windy. Not too bad, though. You see the trees moving. Definitely a law enforcement drone. Yeah, when it comes to New York, they, um, I've, as a hobby, I've flown drones before. And I know in certain places you need like aviation approval and things like that. So I'm fairly positive that this went through all those. And that's going to be it for this one. Let's see. Excavator digging in. All right. Let's let's look at some of the pictures. Let's do that instead. Bring these up. First, let's look at one piece of evidence that a lot of folks are talking about, and it's this doll. There is a doll that they removed that was not in one of his children's rooms. It wasn't disclosed where it was, but it's encased in in a wooden case with glass or, or plexiglass. I'm not sure what the uh, material is there, but it appears to be a uh, uh, a raggedy doll, raggedy Ann type doll, um, light feathered or light skinned. I think that's what they've been describing. Not skin, like fair, fair skin. I don't know how they describe it, but they describe it as basically being and they're um, similar to some of the uh, other dolls that were found at at memorials from some of the other victims. They're the same type of material, same type of uh, color. These are dolls that were left. One second. All right. So, a lot of folks are saying, is it possible that this doll here 
and is uh, of similar material, similar make uh, as these dolls that were left at some of the other victims' memorials. What do you guys think? I found that to be odd. You know, the other thing is too. Um, guy, uh, this guy, in my opinion, you go look at what his searches were, right? You you know, he was searching for things about, you know, children and, and, and stuff like that. You look at the, the victims. They were all very small, petite childlike uh, you can assume based on their size in fact i think that in one of the victims that was running through the neighborhood the um uh, there was a 911 call where uh the caller stated that he thought that the person that was running through the neighborhood was around 14 years old and so uh, my opinion maybe perhaps this is some sort of um fetish maybe he had you know these girls worked as sex workers Maybe he um, had them dress younger and carry this doll throughout prior to the uh, the actual incident occurring. And this is some sort of trophy behind that to make them appear to be even younger. You get what I'm saying? I think that may be where this is. This could be a, a clue there. And if he did do that, then there would be. I highly doubt he cleaned this or any of those things. Um, this guy seemed to be very sadistic. Um, he wanted to taunt and torture uh, his victims' families. He made phone calls to them. So I don't foresee him like cleaning or trying to destroy evidence off of this. If he did utilize this as a tool in his fetishes, then there probably is going to be a lot of DNA on there from maybe multiple victims and um this could be a huge clue to pointing him uh, or to convicting him and with those that he's already being charged with and perhaps maybe finding out um more victims to come because i do think that this guy committed way more of these crimes in fact he spoke with uh or i think it was uh news nation had on a um they had on the uh, one of the dates that Rex Huberman went on. It was a uh, female that just had a bad vibe and left, right? And she was also at the time, you know, in the profession that these other girls were in uh, uh, when their lives were taken. And um, you know, she mentioned that in her conversation with Rex that he brought up the Gilgo murders, he brought up the Long Island serial killer and he stated that, you know, he referenced that he looked into it and he re she referenced that, you know, he kind of kind of changed. Right. And that um, he was very like normal. And then when he started talking about those situations, it was kind of like he was reliving it as the way she described it. And. You know. She got freaked out by that. And so she called somebody to go pick her up and things like that. But a couple of things that he mentioned was that he attributed a lot of them, you know, all, all of the victims' bodies that were found. I think there was like 10 or 11 of them, including a toddler, 
He attributed them to the Long Island and Gilgo Beach serial killer. He stated that, you know, he committed those or he was accused of committing those. Didn't state that, you know, some of those probably aren't his. You know, you would think that maybe perhaps he may have said something like, hey, you know, um, you know, he's accused of this, but there's evidence that not all of them are him because, you know, the details don't match. He, he started going into certain details with that female. He started talking about um, how he would transport the bodies or how the bodies could have gotten transported there. She didn't want to bring it up because she's wanted to talk to the police about it, which is odd. I, you know, I would have thought she would talk to police earlier, but you know, people, like I mentioned before, a lot of people are scared to come forward. Going to the police isn't there. You know, a lot of people don't like going to the police. So even in a situation like this, where there's a, you know, an SK out there, and you have somebody who suspects that she may have gone on a uh, date with a guy that, you know, threw out some red flags. She didn't go forward to the police and hand up to this point, even though he's been under arrest. And so, well, up to the point, at least when that interview was taken. And, um, and so that's just a kind of an, an idea of how, how people might feel about going forward with to the police or, or any of those things, especially if they're if they're doing something themselves that's not 100% legal, you know, um, they, you know, people get a little bit timid about going and coming forward. And so, um, but I thought what she had said was pretty um, interesting. Also, one of the things that was said was that, you know, how he would have transported the bodies and that there was a specific way that she hadn't read that was out there, right? And if she hadn't read that it was out there, um, one of the things that caught my attention was that there was uh, apparently a life jacket that was removed. Could that be some sort of indication as to how he was able to get out there and back, transport him? I don't know the, you know, how deep that water level gets or whatever, uh, but he had a, Apparently a life jacket that was brought up that was turned into evidence. Um, she mentioned something about moving the bodies out there. And so those two things kind of caught my attention um, when I saw those two things together. So just a peace of mind. Uh, but yeah, everybody hit that like and subscribe. We're so close to 50K. We would appreciate if you can get us over that hump. Um, also, I wanted to. Remind you guys of our channel partnership with Data Seal. If you guys aren't, you know, if you guys are concerned about your privacy, whether it's your religious preference, voting preference, I know that's huge. Your name, address, phone number, any of those things getting out on the interweb, check out Data Seal. Uh, they have a great group of guys that will help you uh, get rid of all that information off the interwebs. Links in the description and in the comment section, you get a 5% discount. Um, also, I want to take this time real quick to hopefully it works. Remind everybody of the uh, raffle that we have going on. Um, this is our little Frenchie. This Nelson. is our little Frenchie. Nelson, Nelson was the runt of his. Nelson was the uh, runt of his. Uh, unfortunately, he is diagnosed with IVDD, which resulted in him losing the ability to move his rear legs. Now we were left with a couple of options: one being put Nelson down, or two go through a costly uh, surgery, which wasn't guaranteed to work. We gave Nelson that chance and we went through the surgery. And fortunately, today he can walk and, and he's not 100%, but he's getting there.
rehab and continual rehab we think we need. Those bills are extensive and continuous. In efforts to lower that financial strain, we've decided to do a raffle. This raffle is going to be of a four by three handmade quilt. This quilt was actually made by my mother-in-law. And so high quality, uh, I think you'll love it. It's a rescue themed quilt. So how do you enter? There is a $5 entry to get into the raffle. All entries will be through Cash App, Dollar Sign, Drunk Turkey Show to enter. In the description, make sure you put your shipping address and your name. If you want to put in multiple, you can do so. You can send in, for instance, 25 and also put in the description five entries. The raffle will be on August 28th. The winner will be chosen at random by a uh, wheel selector. Don't need to be present on the live. Good luck. Thank you. And we're back. I hope that worked. I'll be honest with you. I, uh, it didn't work for me on my end, but it looks like, because I'm watching it on my phone in front of me, it looks like the video is working. I hope the sound was. Uh, <laughs> I remembered to mute um, the, the screen share this time so that there wasn't any echo. And so now with all that out of the way, let's get back into the, uh, the conversation. So this was also that, you know, this was picked up in evidence as well. Look at that. It looks like some sort of painting. Somebody with looks like a blonde haired child beat up. That's what it looks like. Let's see. So here's the um, I believe that's the entrance to the vault. I know that they removed this area here and dug underneath, but I believe that's the area to the vault. They took a cat. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how old the cat is, I guess. You know, if the cat was 10, 12, 13 years old, then maybe perhaps there's cat hair that was found on one of the victims. I think that maybe perhaps that could be a uh, um, an indication. You know what? I have a better picture of that. So here's some other items that were removed from his house. Let's kind of look at the, at the little things. Some boxes here. Water bottles. A lamp. There's a mirror, and in the mirror, you can see something with butterflies. I don't know. Huge uh, container or filing cabinet. Oh, this is another one of the victims and another one of these Raggedy Ann style dolls. Uh, I will say that these dolls that were left at the scene do kind of seem similar. I don't know about the doll in the case, you know, but like I mentioned, that doll in the case seems to be um, well preserved. Um, it could have been 
you know, he may have made several dolls. I think these look handmade. He may have made dolls, several of them. And, um, you know, I think he may particularly like the one that he kept encased and used that one. And, and these that he didn't like, maybe he let, he just dropped them off at the, uh, at the site. And the other thing is as well is it could be a situation, like I mentioned, where it's part of his fetish and these dolls were used, um, during, you know, that fetish moment and that he went and dropped those back off, which would be absolutely sick. But, you know, if, for instance, if somebody dropped this off and nobody knows where it came from, wasn't from one of the families or family members, um, and it had the victim's DNA on it, that would be very suspicious to me. It's not just something that's dropped off by um, a stranger, so to speak. So these are more weapons coming out of the box. Let's see the barrels sticking out. So here's that. This is Leichenstein, the Princely Collection. I'm not sure what that is. What is that? Let's see if I can look that up real quick. Leichenstein, the Princely I don't know what it is. Um, it's a, well, the Leichtenstein Museum is a private art museum in Austria. It contains much of the art collection of its owners, the princely family and Leichtenstein, rulers of uh, principality of Leichtenstein. It includes important European works of art, forming of the world's uh, leading private art collections. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's just a painting. I don't know if there's anything significant about this person or this painting. I'm not familiar with it. It's interesting. They took everything out of this dude's house. Cups, snacks. I don't know what that gold thing is. Looks like a shake weight. I don't know what it is. More weapons. I'm going to assume that's a weapon in there. Uh, pretty positive. Well, that's a weapons case right there. This one kind of looks like it could be, but it could be just a briefcase. It could also be just holding those like poker cards or whatnot. I don't know what he's holding up. It's too blurry when it zooms in. Can't bottle some. So this is what I was saying. Like this is before they started to clear up the area. It was a um, it was pretty clustered up, and I think this is even after they started to clean up. You can see somebody already entering into the uh, uh, quote unquote vault. I mean, basement. There's a hard drive. 
more weapons. We already know that they didn't find anything, but they did use ground penetrating um, devices, radar to basically try to zoom in and and get uh, yeah, find some anomalies, which they were able to recover, but doesn't seem like it led to anything. Sugar-free cough drops. Um, that's weird. Bubblegum machine. Some pink. I don't know. This guy's he's a sick, sick perv. So, like, everything that comes out of this house is going to look nefarious, in my opinion. This filing cabinet is open. Well, if there was files in it or anything in it, it appears that they're either laying down or no longer in this cabinet. That's, that's interesting. And these are the pictures that I was able to grasp. But like I said, as you can see, I mean, from this angle, you can't really tell, but it does look like a thinner, longer doll than the other ones. Um. I mean, if, if this thing were to stand straight up, I feel that it was probably it would probably be the length of this uh, encasement, right? Which is probably about half the size, maybe a little bit more than you know these gentlemen here that are carrying it out. So what that tells me too is that given the size of this doll, it it would it would uh, it would basically make. Um, Anybody holding it, especially if they were smaller in stature, look even smaller, as sick as that sounds. And, and I, I think that's what the object was when it came to this was to he had this sick fantasy of young children. And I think that's what, you know, when you look at the stature and the size of these uh, individuals, uh, these victims that that he's uh, alleged to have committed a, a horrific crime against. It, it seems like that's the likely solution or scenario. Uh, that looks like a porcelain doll. I don't know. It looks, it could be, I guess. I just feel that there was like a bend here. I'm not sure if you can do that with porcelain, but it could be porcelain. I haven't seen anything referencing what it could, what, what, you know, the material of it. Let's see. I think that was it, right? Yeah. What was that? What was that? Let's see. Um, just say that no, no obvious human remains were, were found, but a massive amount of potential trace evidence was gathered. And that's kind of what I was thinking as well, that they probably had. 279 guns in a basement walk-in gun vault, shuttered, cluttered with boxes. This guy lived in New York too, right? Isn't it kind of difficult? I mean, I'm not from there, so I don't know, but isn't it like hard to get guns out there? I've, I don't know. I could be wrong. Long Island, yeah. Is that New York area? Let's see. That's very possible. That's very possible, Mayor Picos. Maybe the doll was his ideal. That's true. That's true. That could have been. That could have been. Porcelain doll with a knee joint, yeah. 
100%. Don't mention Annabelle. I heard that this house here, too, was like super close to the uh, Amityville Horror House. Let's see. Uh, nothing was taken out of the back. Hair fibers, DNA, blood, which we'll just have to wait on the results of. So they were able to find hair fibers, DNA, blood. That's big. You know, I don't I don't know if any of the crimes were, were committed at his property, but some of the victims, um, their bodies weren't intact, right? They were found in different places. That would have had to have happened somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And so this guy called the victim's families from nearby his work, you know, used it didn't seem like he was trying to protect himself forensically when it came to technology side of things. Right. And so I, I don't know. Is it possible that he took some of the victims back home and did something more? It's possible, I think. And this guy seems like a very sick individual. There's no clear evidence either way. If anyone was, his life was taken at the house. Evidence does not point either one way or the other. I should, I would say we have obtained a massive amount of material. Human is charged with three homicides and is the prime suspect of a fourth homicide. A woman left along desolate ocean parkway near Gilgo beach. The investigation is seeking any connection with the other six unsolved um, homicides. His DNA is to be used in a database around the nation only if convicted. So, Wait, what? His his DNA is to be used in databases around the nation only if he's convicted. So basically what they're saying is they're not going to test his DNA to towards any of the other victims around the nation. He's got a residence in South Carolina, I believe, and in Vegas. And so those victims are going to basically have to wait until if he's convicted. Hmm. It's not like TV. There's going to be a while for the analysis to do their job. 100%. 100%. Let's see. Let's look at some other stuff that we have here. So this is from um, Legacy. I am Legacy 23 on Twitter. No human remains are found at the house. The evidence doesn't point one way or the other. It's basically stuff we had just read. This is from Jennifer Coffendaffer, uh, referencing digging up. And, and they got some pictures here of some things that they took pictures of, but it doesn't like, like they said, uh, at the, the end result was uh, nothing came out of the excavation aspect of it. Although, if they're not human remains, you know, there's a lot of speculation, like, for instance, that, um, you know, offenders like this will start off with animals, things like that. Is it possible that, you know, they, they're going to find something that could lead them to believe that if this was an animal, that its life was taken in a nefarious manner as well? You know, him leading up to what he would eventually be committing with, with human beings possible i don't know
massive amount of evidence was recovered at the cluttered home of the Gilgo Beach murder suspect, Rex Humerman. So, interesting stuff, y'all. Interesting stuff, in my opinion. Um, it's it's going to be a long... It's just getting started. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to be going through this case. And as this case develops, like I said before, I'm pretty sure that this is a... Um, Oh man, I, I can see myself slowed down on my screen. I hope it's not doing that on on y'all's end. Yeah, it is. Jeez. All right. Um, I'm probably going to be calling this a show, y'all, uh, just because of this crap that I'm having to deal with with StreamYard. Uh, we're going to be coming back on tonight at 7.35 p.m. We have on musician Misty Mayhem. Don't want to miss it. Hit that like and subscribe. I'll, I wanted to, hopefully you guys can see this, but I wanted to let you guys know that I am, myself and my wife have a new channel. It's called uh, Scale of 1 to 10. We put out our first video last night. Uh, it's supposed to be on the screen. I know it's not, but it's in the description. I will get this uh, taken care of by tonight. There it is. Jeez, I have no idea. I might have to just restart my computer. I think that's what's going to be needed to done, be happen. But this is our newest channel. Um, we uh, we um, reviewed some Kraft mac and cheese gummies and Duff, a la orange, um, sparkling beverage. Uh, check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, give us a, a subscribe, like, and a comment there. It used to be our old channel, uh, Drunk Turkey Show Clips, but I really didn't keep up with it, to be honest with you. And we put our clips on this channel anyways. So we repurposed it and we're using it. So we changed it up. It's a scale of one to 10. Go find it. We'd appreciate it if you like and subscribe there. Um, my wife is hilarious. You'll, you'll get a, you'll get a, uh, you, oh. Thank you. We got a new member. We appreciate you, Kay. Um, we'd appreciate if you go out there and check that out. But uh, Friday night, we're going to come back. Myself, Blue, and, and Jaime, we're going to be on. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Rex Humerman case in more detail and of the uh, timeline. So you don't want to miss it. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell. Don't forget, tonight we're on. I'm going to have my computer fixed by then. Missy Mayhem, musician. Uh, she was a um, she actually got through, I think, one of the rounds in the voice. So we'll be able to get an inside uh, perspective uh, on her music career. That being said, we'll see you all next time. Peace.